The first winter, we lived in an old log house on the Whitehead Place, one half mile from the ranch. I worked for Dad for $15 per month, and we had a most wonderful time that winter, Alice and I, locked in by ourselves, as it were. I was very happy. In the spring, we decided to join in sharecropping of the place, of which one-third of all money was to come to me. We moved in part of the house at the ranch so as to be near the work, but that was the very wrong thing to do, for the two very best friends I will ever have had a quarrel and said things that neither meant Alice and my mother. That night I drove over to Gilbert's and left the ranch for the summer. It seemed as though I could get along with them, Gilbert's, so we rented a out-of-the-way house, and I worked around Fairview and did nicely. Now we were expecting a baby, which we were very proud of. And the nine months in coming was like nine years to both of us. Alice was strong and carried it very well. Then, on January 20th, 1917, Arlen was born in the Gilberts' home. Dr. States was the attending doctor. I worked that winter at the pumping plant that was being constructed on the Bear River, about three miles from Fairview. Early in the spring, we were to buy some property from my dad on the Sugar Creek and live in the granary which had been repaired. We were to make this move early that spring, and the day we moved, we were snowed in in such a way that we had to stay with my mother. It was the first that she and Alice had met since the 19th of June, 1916, when they had quarreled, and the first she had seen Arlene, who was a robust baby of three months. I knew when Mother saw that baby and how well Alice looked that the past was all forgotten. She was wonderfully happy to take such a baby in her arms, and from that moment until she died, did she love very much all of my babies. For that I was and still am very happy. We lived on that place that summer and were very happy, the three of us. I had a horse and buggy, Alice to drive home to Fairview when she got homesick while I worked the place, and I surely would watch for her to come back with that husky boy. We lived there until late fall when we rented the Strickland home and moved there. I worked in the Cornish Sugar Factory that fall and winter. In the spring of 1918, Reynold and I rented the ranch on a cash basis of $900. We broke up most of the old lucerne ground and planted grain, which was a very high price. We raised a very large crop and lots of milk, we were milking some 20 head of cows, and we made no end of money. Rainy and I did work very much in harmony. Never did we argue over the slightest thing. We had a joint checking account and done all of our business in the name of the Baker Brothers. However, Rainy got married, and we knew we could not both live there with our wives, so I moved to Fairview. Alice was pregnant again in the summer of 1918, for Don was born December 26, 1918, in the Gilbert home with the same doctor, Dr. States. 
The war was now over, and I felt I was free now to get a home of my own. I got a chance to buy five acres of land in the heart of Fairview, which cost $500 an acre. I made the deal in the spring of 1919 and prepared to build a home on it. We built a very nice three-room house. I used what lumber I could from the ranch and the balance I got from Monson Lumber in Preston, which cost me $500 more. I hired Will Durant to help with the building. Then, in the early fall, we moved in. How happy we were. I raised some 100 tons of beets that year to make my payments. I hauled beets around and often made $20 per day and was really doing good. I had four cows and four horses. Alice was happy to have a home like that so near her own folks. Rainy by now had left the ranch. His wife was a city girl and did not like to be penned up in the sticks. So he left and went to Salt Lake City to live. The crop of 1919 on the ranch was not as well as it was the year before, so it was not very encouraging for him to stay. My folks wanted me to come back to the ranch. I was more dependable. I bought the ranch for the sum of $12,000. They gave me $3,500 for my little home. Alice did not want to make this move, but she always was and always will do what I want to do with a willing heart. In the early spring of 1920, we moved back on the ranch to make our millions in the large way. So, with hay at $20 a ton and milk at 85 cents a pound, pork at 23 cents on the foot, wheat at $3 per bushel, we went back to the ranch. My folks had bought the home in town and had what looked like they had retired. We worked hard that summer, doing most of the work ourselves. We raced a nice crop, milked some 20 head of cows, and did very nicely until it came time to thrash. Then we had tough luck. The thrashing machine thrashed all the berg but us. Then it began to rain and halted the thrashing. All the grain was sold for $2.50 per bushel, except mine. By the time I did get thrashed, wheat began to drop in early October, and the dealers advised us to hold for a while for it was sure to come back in price. But it just kept dropping a little more all the time. After the election of a new president, it did not bring things back. We were doomed for a general setback. I finally sold it for 85 cents per bushel. It cost me 18 cents per bushel for the thrashing alone, and the price of livestock and farm commodities took the same slump. So, as it was not possible to make my payments on the place, consequently it fell back to my folks. In January of 1921, we had a very trying time. On January 9th, Arlen was sick. He begged for a drink of water, and I refused to get him one. We were on the ranch at the time, and he was almost four years old. Don was just past two, so Arlen got it himself, I not knowing he had a terrible fever. Well, he was terribly sick all day, so I must get some help, so I went for my mother. 
Alice was expecting again, so we needed help. We worked all day, and that night Melva was born. We had Dr. Blanche for Alice. The doctor examined Arlen and found he had pneumonia and said his chances of recovery were very slim, if not impossible, for recovery. My sister Zelma, who was a widow at the time, and Mrs. Eliza Lowe came to take care of the sick, and for two weeks did they work until Arlen was nursed back to health, and Alice was about with a bouncing baby girl. I had wanted a girl very much at first, and the second time I was very much disappointed, and now I was very much pleased. We were doing very nice at the job of raising a family. I worked that place that winter and summer of 21 on a sharecrop basis. I had lost everything I had accumulated, so now I was a renter that fall. I bought the old stone home in Franklin from my brother, Reynold, who had moved to Salt Lake City and got a job at the Preston Sugar Factory as a lime kiln foreman. I worked 98 days at $4.80 per day, and with some or most of it, I paid off bad debts that had accumulated in the Depression. Then my mother and dad moved on the ranch, but were unable to do the farm work owing to their advanced age so I went up and did it for them. I had no farm in town, but I was milking Herbert Lowe's cows while he was away to a veterinary school. I never kept track of the time I worked, and I received no pay. Only I was trying to help my folks out and to be a consolation to my mother, for my dad was so mean to her. I just had to stick by her. So I did the work to be by her and comfort her with my small family, of which she took very much pride, and they were a great comfort to her. And so passed the year of 22, and still I worked in the sugar factory in the fall and in the winter, and in the summer I worked the ranch, letting Dad's bank account grow bigger and bigger, feeding his cattle in the winter and doing his farming in the summer. <laughs> 